Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Yeah, do that. It's fun. Betting on hockey is great. Especially on when you sports. bet on the opponent of the Blackhawks. Well, you know, uh, we had Sean Anderson come up to us today and say, hey, fellas, thanks for the money. Because um, all you got to do is bet the Hawks to give up the first goal and trail after the first period, and yeah. you'll be ahead. Yes, hey, I'm also on that, I'm betting, on that ride. Betting is all about making money. It's not about friends and yes. good feelings. It's about making money. See, for me, and I think for a lot of Hawks fans, it eases the pain. Yeah. Uh, sure. Well, they're yeah. trailing again, but yeah. I just won 20 bucks, so it's not the end of the world. If you know it's coming, bet on it. Yes, like, yeah, seriously. Exactly. It's yeah. not doesn't make you less of a fan. It makes you a smart, slightly richer fan. Yeah, well, there Mario, you go. remember on, on Sunday when you were here, we were like during the Bears game, and I was looking at the wire to wire bet where you yes. just need the, the opponent to lead after the first, second, and third. And I was like, Oh, Rangers plus one sixty. I didn't bet that for some reason. I just did the first goal and win, which I don't mm. know why. I think there was a little confusion between you and I on what the wire to wire meant, and maybe that's yeah. why you backed out but of it. My I, apologies on that. No, I no, it's not your you fault in. at all. I should, you have, I should have hit the button. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I could have made more, but you know, I still hit the the. the well, you'll notice that uh, the three of us are dressed very festively. I have my uh, Ralphie versus Scott Farkas Mortal Kombat shirt on. It's a great shirt. Greg's uh, adorned in his Christmas vacation Roosevelt. And Mario's got his Christmas vacation uh, rant sweatshirt on. And with good reason. We're going to do, uh, we're going to take a little hockey departure today because the Blackhawks are terrible we and we need, need a break. Um, we're going to draft Speaking our favorite. Of where's the Tylenol? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> watch the Blackhawks. <laughs> we're going to draft our favorite holiday songs. So that's going to be fun. But we've got some Hawks news to get to, of course. Make sure before we get into that that you smash that like button. On YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube page. Make sure you're subscribed on your podcast app. Then download some more podcast apps and then subscribe there. Leave five-star reviews on all of them. And uh, we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of all that. So, all right, here's the news. You probably heard yesterday, Jared Tenorti has a facial fracture. Oof, broken face. Which sounds just really wonderful. Sounds like a great time. It's a great time of year to have your uh, face wired shut. Seriously. Yeah, Luke Richardson said today he's going to have to have a turkey shake for Christmas. All the cookies. Oh, man. Mm. Blend them up. Yeah. Milk Uh, and cookies, milkshake. The poor guy, he gets 50 to 100 stitches. (laughs) I I still laugh when it says 50 to 100 because they they lost count of how many many stitches. We lost count, so we had to go buy more thread. Um, (laughs) It's between these many. And then, then literally the... Like, first period, second period, without the face guard, mm-hmm. he takes a slap shot right to the face. First few minutes of the second period. And just said, Luke Richardson said he had to have surgery to fix stuff. He's all wired up. Just got to be Ugh. absolutely <laughs> miserable. Rough. I think a Tommy boy, Jesus, what happened to your face? Yeah. yeah. I knew uh, yeah. it. Do I have a mark? I mean, nope, nope, looks good. It was bad when we were all the way up in the press box and you could see the trail of blood from where he got hit all the yeah. way to the bench. That was not good. Just was a tough, brutal. tough scene. Um, but he seems to be in good spirits and knowing uh, a, a guy like Jared Norty, he's probably going to be back sooner rather than yeah. later. Yeah, he's a, he's a bad dude. So uh, get well soon to Jared Norty. A dude who, uh, regardless of what you think of him, uh, is a guy who works his ass off on the ice and uh, takes it for the team in more ways yeah. than one. That's uh, that's that's rough. So he's on IR, 
And uh, we don't well, have a specific yeah. timeline, but but Luke said for a while. For a while. Um, so with that, the corresponding move is that defenseman Isaac Phillips is up. Uh, met the media today. Man, is he a big kid. Yeah. 6'3", off his skates. Yeah. And uh, just sort of towering over the media. Really confident kid. Um, he's going to play tomorrow. Uh, and uh, Luke Richardson said we want him to move the puck, but we also want him to be the kind of guy that makes opposing forwards think about dumping the puck in instead of going around him. So I'm excited to see him play, uh, as uh, Mike says here in the chat. He's been great in Rockford. He leads the American Hockey League in plus-minus. He is the uh, Ice Hawks' leading scoring defenseman. So you talk about guys who have had some time to develop. Uh, he's one of them. And if you haven't checked it out yet, it published 25 seconds ago. Greg wrote a piece <laughs> about Isaac Phillips uh, today for allchgo.com. So make sure you check that out about 57 minutes from now. Yeah, Isaac's been uh, one of those those prospects I've been – I've attached myself to just because he's been so impressive, uh, just how well he's developed. you got to remember, his professional career started a year early because of the whole uh, COVID shutdown. He, yep. was, he was slated to play the 2021-22 uh, season uh, or the 20 – Whatever it was in his at the at 2020 21 season, the before time in in <laughs> the, the OHL, times, yeah. But there was no OHL season, and then thankfully the CHL rule waived their age restriction, so it allowed him to play uh, in Rockford under the age of 20, which is usually not allowed. And he was so impressive that within like six weeks of the season started, the Blackhawks signed him to his entry level contract, and he's never looked back. He's been great. He got four games in the NHL that year. And look good. He just keeps improving and improving. And he and he's big. He can be physical, but he skates well for a big kid and he can add in offense uh offensively. But that's not his main goal. He's he's a defensive minded defenseman that, hey, hey, I'm wide open. I'm gonna shoot the puck. Uh, and he's just such a good kid, too. That was like what struck me the first time I talked to him was on Zoom. A bunch of times during that wacky season, he's just always personable, has very thoughtful answers. He's not just a cliche guy, which I always appreciate, especially covering the AHL. If you get a guy that can actually say more than nine words in an answer, he automatically becomes your favorite guy in the <laughs> and locker room. And five of them aren't, obviously. Yeah, Or, obviously. you know. Um, so I'm very happy for Isaac. Good kid. I think he's that guy that a lot of people have kind of overlooked just because there's so many other higher-profile Defensive prospects, you know, you had Nolan Allen, who was a first-round pick. Del Mastro's been impressive getting the play in World Juniors. Then you add Kevin Korchinski, seventh overall. Those guys kind of take over. Even Ian Mitchell and Alex Regula and Alex Vlasic, who's who's injured, um, have people talk about those guys more. And there's Isaac Phillips just doing what he does mm -hmm. and being a very effective hockey player. So I'm very happy for him, and I hope, you know, he can make it stick. Um, why not? Well, yeah, and, and Luke kind of said today, like, you know, this, you know, the beginning of your career and these are the things you have to do to stick around. And he was asked, like, could he possibly be here long term? And he said what he always says, that players play. Mm -hmm. And if they do their job, there's no reason that he can't. Um, look, if, if he proves ready uh, and proves ready to go, then maybe it allows them to start the engines on the trade market a little bit, which I wrote about just a few minutes ago for my weekly Blackhawks <laughs> beat piece. Uh, it appears the Hawks are open for business. We'll get to that in a little bit here mm -hmm. after we get to the news of the day. But, um, yeah, lots of stuff at all CHGO to check out. But, yeah, I, look, I, from what I saw from him, I know it's four games. But for a guy making his NHL debut and look that good in those games, 
that says something. You yeah. know, most guys, they come up, especially defensemen, come up and they kind of flounder a little bit. And you, you can see maybe the signs here or there. But he kind of came in, and, and you talked about it, Greg. It's a confidence. It's not a cockiness. But there's a, a definite confidence to him. And even just the way he carried himself with the media today, just knew the cameras were going to be there, had a smile on his face, ready to go, good answers, thoughtful. Uh, you know, that, that's, that stuff, you know, even that off-the-ice confidence translates on, too. Yeah. It's a kid who believes in himself and knows he can do it and has probably just been chopping at the bit here for the opportunity. Yeah, I, I, I think he's definitely one of those players that when we talk about what the roster might look like next season, there's going to be some defensive spots open next season. And I think, I think we, we've all kind of talked a little bit about how next season's roster, they might be just as bad, but at least there's going to be some, some players to be excited about because there will be opportunity for young guys to come up, opportunity for development. I fully believe he'll be one of those defensemen that will get, a, uh, get an opportunity next season to, to potentially play a good chunk, majority of the, uh, the season in the NHL. And he's got a big opportunity now with, with Tenorti going to be out for a while. Um, you know, his, his first opportunity will be tomorrow night. So it'll, it's going to be exciting to see him uh, back in the lineup. Um, he's... Like you said, he's he's been one of the showcase young players in Rockford. So this is we we were talking about, you know, we need to see something from the Blackhawks, you know, to, yep. to maybe get the team a little bit of uh, excitement, something new. Well, here we go. It's Isaac Phillips could be that that something new that we that we can watch and, and pay attention to and get a little excited about. We got a question in the chat here from our buddy No Roy just rage. Who has a better shot at the Hawks roster, Mitchell or Phillips? Phillips. Yeah, long term it's Probably Phillips. Phillips, yeah. Phillips is a Luke Richardson type player. Yeah. Big, physical, can move the puck. Uh Ian you could Mitchell, argue he's a better skater than Mitchell too. Well, yeah, maybe. Um but so yeah, M- Phillips definitely has the higher NHL ceiling ceiling than Mitchell right now. He's also got the contract that's going to right. be longer anyways. Right. So, yeah, I really, yeah. I mean, I'm, I like the fact that both Mitchell and uh, Phillips are going to be in the lineup tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. It, at least it appears to, as of now, Caleb Jones is on the outside looking and that may have more to do with maybe that hips bothering him again. There were a couple plays uh, late in that game uh, against the Rangers where he kind of labored back to the bench a little bit and he mm-hmm. actually left and came back. So yeah. maybe that hip is bothering him, but I, I like getting both of the young guys in there. Get more of the young guys in at this point. Like we're going to see more of them, obviously after the trade deadline. But let them go out there at this point. Put Phillips and Mitchell together as a pairing. What do you've yeah. got to lose except yeah, they, more they games? Played together last year in Rockford. Yeah, I mean they 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 were they they've got some chemistry together. They've as you said they've played. They were their top pairing for most of the season last year in Rockford. So um, see what happens. Uh, Mike says, "Would you put Phillips around Del Mastro and Allen in prospect rankings?" Um, I would. I would. I think it's Korchinski is at the top for sure. Yeah, as far as like those three, I would probably have Del Mastro and Allen in the same level, maybe a, a half step above Phillips. But I mean, that's that's just more of a projection. Phillips has more, you know, obviously more professional games under his belt early on in his career, which is um, I. Like you guys, like Greg talked about, like that's a that's a benefit for him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I think stepping in now at this at this point this season, it's it's a good opportunity to see what kind of 
progress he's made from the games he played last year to, to now this year. And he's, I mean, he's a young guy. Like we, we talk about, yeah, he's played two years in the AHL well, early in his career. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'd, I'd say they're all, they're all pretty close. They're all pretty close. And this is an opportunity for Phillips to maybe, you know, really stake his claim to be a, an NHL ready guy. The other bit of news from practice today, uh, Alex Stalock is officially back off of injured reserve. Um, Peter Mrazek will start Wednesday night against Nashville, but it kind of sounded like unless Mrazek gets a shutout, uh, Alex Stalock is going to get the start <laughs> so, so, against Columbus. So starting against Friday. <laughs> if Friday's game happens... Yeah. With this yeah, with the weather. Snowmageddon coming, Yikes. or maybe not coming. Who knows? Bring it on. It's, oh, it's, I love, I it, love it. It seems like it's not going to be as bad as first uh, well, here, implicated. My problem is, is that I am a procrastinator, and so I was hoping that I would get some time to do some Christmas shopping. Mm. Yeah. And that doesn't get that done. Well, it's gone from 95 feet of snow to like <laughs> 8 to 10 inches. So now, Well, uh, the early models uh, were predicting a little higher. <laughs> Very good. Sorry. That's the I weather like report it. from Casey Kaysen. Yep. Um, I love Staylock in practice. Like, they were doing this drill where... <laughs> Everybody yeah. would take a shot and then do a breakaway move on him. And if you gave up a goal, it was the the F. Like every, yeah. you could hear it, like kind of a high pitch. He <laughs> lo- that's his favorite word <laughs> in his, his vocabulary. Word. The F word is his favorite yes. word. Yeah, would Jujar Kara scored on a on a top corner shot that he like just tipped with his glove, and you go ah F you. <laughs> like, like it was, and then Luke Richardson talked about it. Like Staylock being back, his personality was was back up, um, and that. To have him at full full health, um, coming off of the, the the concussion, and he also mentioned there was some some neck issues yeah. with uh, with Staylock as well. Not only the uh, the concussion, but also the you know taking the shot in the neck. So good to see that he's he's back to himself, back on the ice, feeling good, feeling ready to play. And yeah, it sounds like uh, Friday. Yeah, our first uh, first yeah. return back to the Alex Stalock experience. And say what you want about his goaltending style; it's it's an adventure, but it was very effective in <laughs> the very in the very yeah, <laughs> very effective and entertaining in in the small sample size we got. But um, just overall, I'm glad he's back and around because he's really top notch individual, and you could tell his teammates. Yeah, really appreciate him and like him. So you need more in a season that's this tough, uh, and probably going to get tougher. It's nice to have a guy that can kind of keep it a little lighthearted and, yeah. and keep keep up, you know, people's spirits. Uh, and he's definitely good for that. Wait, well, do, say, do I need to pause that uh, that first goal against or the, you know that bat? No, I think no, you're no. safe. No, I think okay. you're still good. It, it's it's hitting at an eighty five percent clip hey at now. this point. You just, just you might want to pause on the Columbus game. Columbus is okay. right there with the Hawks. Somebody's got to score. Two. Somebody has to score first, okay. and yeah. somebody has to win that game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say right now. And Columbus has more. They got Patrick Laine and Johnny Gaudreau. I mean, that's Hawks are gonna win Friday. Hmm? Oh, if the game happens. If the game happens, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> Hawks that's are it. gonna win in front of nine people at the yes. United yeah. Center, yeah. and all yeah. of those people will be pressed. And they're sled dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I will say though, practice today very loose. Guys laughing and having fun yeah. and yelling and and yeah, there's if you walk around, it doesn't feel like a lot of tension. And it was interesting. I noticed Luke said today during the presser, like they were trying to decide what to do for practice yesterday, like just to let people kind of behind the curtain. We didn't know all day, you know, Sunday and then Monday morning, are, are they going to practice or not? And it was kind of a discussion. And Luke said we just felt like if we practice, it'd be like a real depressing atmosphere. It'd be probably a little bit sloppy. You guys are tired. You guys are feeling down in the dump. So 
They just hit the weight room instead and they had practice today. Guys looked fresh. They looked re-energized. Re- and that, to me, is, like, that's the hardest thing for Luke to do. Yeah. Because you lost 7-1. And I think there's probably a lot of older school fans that hear that and are like, wait a minute, why is the coach letting the players dictate when they practice for their own mental health and for the ability to not lose the team? Yeah. But, like, is there some level of punishment that needs to be doled out for a 7-1 loss? I think if this was the 2015 Blackhawks losing 7-1, to it would be a different story. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody in that room is aware of the reality of this roster. And, and Greg and I were talking at practice about a, a certain coach in Philadelphia that probably would have bag-skated the, the Blackhawks oh my on, God. on Monday. Probably a dozen times by now yeah. this year. And the fact and that... And scratched Patrick Kane by yeah. now. And would have scratched Patrick Kane to send a message. Um, the fact that you message. know Luke Richardson is 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 taking the temperature of the room so much from his players, I think goes a long way. And and this season, we were talking about at practice. It doesn't matter who you have behind the bench; it's the players and the talent gap that is the issue. It's not the X's and O's. It's not the structure. It's not the strategy. It's the it's the execution, and it's the guys who are trying to execute those things. They're just not talented enough. What are you going to do to punish these guys after a 7-1 loss to the Rangers who had won a couple of games in a row and are fighting for the playoffs in the Eastern Conference? What are you supposed to say? You should be better at hockey. Skate harder. Why like, don't you have more skill? What are you? Yeah, what are you supposed to yeah. do at that point? Because it's not for a lack of effort. It's not for a lack of giving a shit. Like, these guys are out there you know playing as hard as possible and we've talked enough there's just not good enough and we've talked about it a bunch of times playing from behind constantly is basically like playing two games at once you're putting out so much more energy than the other team because you're trying to have to come back from being down one nothing two nothing three nothing three one whatever it is so luke richardson being in tune with his players and what they need on specific days whether it's off day practice a lighter skate, whatever it needs to be. Um, I think that that's really important for this specific team because down the road, hopefully not too far down the road, when this team is competitive again, when there are higher expectations, you want to know that the team can trust Richardson for when he does have to, you know, kind of drop a hammer once in a while and be like, we have to be better than this. So I, I think it's great that he's able to, be in tune with that and, yeah. and it's kind of setting that precedent and not just saying, you know, it's my way or the highway. We need to be, we need to be better hockey players when you literally just can't, it's yeah. not, it's not NHL, you know, 23, you can't up their attributes. These are the guys who they are. And the, to your point earlier about how, you know, practice was kind of, you know, up pace and fun and guys were laughing. I think, you know, and some people may be like, how is this possible? They've lost seven in a row. They've got the worst record in the league. How are these guys enjoying themselves? Mainly because there is no pressure. This yeah. isn't a team. This isn't last year's team that people thought could maybe make it to the playoffs. This isn't the Colorado Avalanche who have come off a of Stanley Cup. This is a team that was expected to be exactly where they are. So there's yep. no pressure on these guys. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they want to win. But they're not going to drive themselves crazy and get super pissed when when they're not because they just I th- they know they see what it is. So why not? You're in the NHL. Why not have fun? Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, you may not come in a lot of wins, but you're also, make the best out of a bad situation. You're also gonna theor. I think 
you're going to play better that way too. Mm-hmm. When you're miserable and practice is a drag and you're getting bag skated by some D-bag blow hard head coach, it's a miserable experience. Yeah. Like, look, maybe it shouldn't be a party when they've got the worst record in the league, but at the same time, like, what's going to keep them competing for 82 games? What are the best chances? Have them be miserable or have them be loose? Right. Of course, it's loose. And when you watch them play... They don't play loose. They don't play. That's the wrong thing to say. They don't play like they don't care. Right. They're not mailing it in. They're not playing at 60% and just waiting for the horn to sound. Those dudes are competing 60 minutes a night. Sometimes it takes a few minutes to get them going full speed, right? But we we say it every game, every post game, it's just a matter of talent. That's all it is. And if games were won by work ethic alone, the Hawks would have a really damn good record. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And think about, you know, People listening, like, think about at your job, going in to to work, and if you are if you if you hate your workplace, if you don't if you're not working in a good environment or you don't like your coworkers or everyone's just in a bad mood all the time, when you go into work, you're dreading like ah, here we go again, another day, and and you and just you go through your work day, yeah, and it's motions. it's just yeah, you go through the motions, you have a bad day, like if you let that stew, then that environment mm, becomes negative and. Maybe <laughs> stew going. I, my, my my wife's making stew tonight. It's going to be a perfect night for stew. Going to be good stuff. Um, but if you have that for this for this team, if every day you're driving to the Fifth Third Arena or driving to the UC or getting on the plane and you're in a bad mood and, and the environment is negative, then it's just not only are you going to be, you know, losing games because of the talent gap, you're also going to have guys heading for the exit, you know, in the second inter- in the second period, second intermission. After the first goal, you're gonna have you're gonna have that that negative environment, which isn't conducive to even you know having guys trying to win these games, having guys trying being able to to try and you know put the pedal down when you're down two nothing, and you're like you know what we got to pick it up because when when you get to that point, it's just it's if you're in that negative environment, negative space, it's just so much harder to try and get that out of you, and and you know we saw it uh, at times last season where. The body language was was checked out, visibly checked out in games, yeah. and for different reasons. But when that happens, there's no coming back from oh, it. Oh yeah, when we got on the beat last year, it was in March, and that was a team that was just done with it. Everything. Yeah. It was a long, strange season. It sucked. the The beat reporters were over it. The team was over it. They were just checking days off the calendar. Yeah. Couldn't wait for that season to be over. That's not what's happening right now. Eh, maybe when we get to March or April, yeah. it might be that way. It'll get there. But I, I actually think March and April might be a little fun. It's not going to be good hockey, but it'd be fun because you're going to get a lot of different. You're going to get an influx of some younger talent, maybe some guys from Rockford, maybe some prospects, younger players that they get in some of these trades. You're going to have new faces. You're going to have that exuberance of youth injected into the locker room and maybe that makes a difference it's not going to make Mike it's probably not going to equate to much many wins no but at least it'll be a fun attitude and and there hasn't been that that checkout yet and, and you know despite what some people on twitter or in our chats might say this team is very engaged they're just not very good yeah well speaking of trades um during sunday's game against the rangers espn's emily kaplan had a report during the first period that we were all at the game. We didn't hear it, so I actually went back on ESPN Plus, found the replay, and listened to it. Uh, so from what I, from what she understands, after a co- conversation with Kyle Davidson, uh, Kane and Taves are expected to address their desires in the new year, which 
It's pretty vague, but from what everyone seems to understand, it would be after Christmas right. in January that those discussions will start with those two guys. Meanwhile, GMs around the league have been told that the other unrestricted free agents on the team are available. That's Max Domi, Andreas Athanasiu, Jujar Kara, Jack Johnson, Jared Tenorti, and Alex Stalock. All of them are available. Obviously, Tenorti can't be moved because he's hurt. Um, so no specific conversations have happened just yet, but open for business. The other thing that Davidson told Emily Kaplan was that while that's true, he's not going to be trading people just to trade people. Don't expect to get Max Domi for a six-round pick. He wants good picks. He wants prospects or some combination of those things to move these contracts. So We saw that last year yeah. with Dahan and Strom and Kubel. He didn't trade them just to trade them. Right. He had his idea, his expectation of what he wants from him. If you don't give it to me, then I'm cool with not making a trade. Yeah, I mean, because we've you're, talked... Uh, we've talked you're not, not going to help out another team and get nothing in return. Right. Just, just, w- just to make the trade. We've talked a lot about, too, potentially Domi returning beyond this season, potentially the same thing with uh, Athenasiu. And I think Jared Tenorti is making a case, too, as a guy who, look, you're going to be bad. You need roster spots filled out Maybe. while you develop these defensemen. Another year for Jared Tenorti isn't the worst idea either. No. So unless someone's going to blow your doors off or something, um, then there is no reason to just force a trade for the hell of it. Right, right. You know, yeah, and and I think we you know we talk about roster turnover. You're not gonna, you're not just, sh- you know, any UFA. You're not just sh- shoving them out the door just for nothing. Um, you do need, you need, you do need some guys. And and just like we said at the beginning of this season, you can't just play the Rockford Ice Hogs as the Blackhawks and say here's our team. So next year, it's it's that's not going to be the case. There's a few guys that'll probably be back. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's good for Davidson to kind of set the precedent of, like, we are open to moving these these players, um, but you also have to make it worth our while because he could just be content as far as, you know, as, as, a, as a trade, as uh, on the trade block with other GMs. He can be content and we're just saying, like, look, I know you want Andreas Athanasiu, but I want your third-round pick or your second-round pick or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's not just going to back down and say, "Oh, okay, I'll take a fifth just to, you know just to get rid of him." Like they, he can be content keeping keeping these players if the if the value's not there, because because his his job is also to to make the most of things. And if he just ships out guys for undervalued return, then that's not really. It's getting something you didn't have as far as picks or assets or future assets or whatever. But if you do a poor job, of getting, like if you load right. up on fifth and sixth round picks, that does nothing for you. And it gives you the reputation of, well, just call Kyle Davidson. You can get it. You can get you whatever wanna, you want yeah, for anything. You don't want to become a doormat. Right. We all. had a guy that already was had that reputation. <laughs> right. That you, you, you can get the wool pulled yeah, over. Like, so, yeah, you want to play hardball here and set up the reputation like if you want to trade with Kyle Davidson you better come with a serious offer he's going to hang up on you and in that in that line of thinking other GMs too have pressure to be if they're you know being in in contention to make some of those moves so if they're out there thinking we need a guy with speed or we need a guy who can play you know in a middle six role that's going to be be feisty and they know Andres Athanasiu or Max Domi are out on the market, and they don't do what they can to get them, then they're also on the line for, for trying to improve their team. And, and if they don't do that, 
then then they have to f- face the rep- repercussions of not doing all they could to make right. their team better and, and, and make a Stanley Cup run. So it's it's a two-way street. Well, we've got a, a fun poll in our uh, YouTube chat if you want to chime in. I mean, it's not quite a Festivus s- poll, but uh, it'll do. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, we'll have the feats of strength coming up in the second half. Uh, Blackhawks play five games, Nashville, Columbus twice, Carolina, and St. Louis between now and 2023. How many of those five games will they win? Zero, one, two or three, or four or five. Surprisingly, four or five has not gotten a vote yet. What? Uh, so yes, let us know what you think and we'll revisit that at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, one game is off to a very early lead, but, uh. That's what I voted on. I, I said one. I'm voting game. for one game. <laughs> I'm say I say well, yeah. It's gonna be one or less. I, yeah. <laughs> I say one, and I and I agree. Uh, I think it comes on Friday. I agree with our GM Jake Flanagan, who is wearing a sweatshirt that has my answer. I don't know if you've noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. He's got his Smashing Pumpkins sweatshirt on. <laughs> yes. So if you're a music fan, Zero. you know what that number is. Also, um, also in the chat here, a uh, question from Mike. It says, "Did you guys hear about Ottawa?" inquiring about Seth Jones. Uh, that came from Elliot Freeman on the latest 31 Thoughts yes. podcast, and it was uh, quite the toss-away comment from yeah. Friedman, but I think it's because, it, to his knowledge, there really isn't anything there. Basically, if you missed it... I have the quote. Do you want me to read the quote? Go ahead. All right, this is from the 32 Thoughts podcast. Again, read about all of this in my Blackhawks beat piece published moments ago. Uh, this is from Elliot Friedman. Quote, we've talked about how the Senators have looked at every possible defenseman that you can think of. I think one of the guys that they at least asked about, and I don't think it went anywhere, but I thought it was interesting, was Seth Jones. They just made the call and said, would there be any interest in moving him? And they've dealt with Chicago before in the Debrinket deal. I think they just called and just felt it out. I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's going to, but I heard that on the weekend. They're calling on everybody, and they called on Seth Jones but I don't think it's happening. So I'll let you expound on that because you actually heard it, but I, this is impossible, not impossible, but very, very, very unlikely for several reasons. Ottawa needs so much help defensively and in net, and their uh, solution to those problems was to get Alex Dabrinka and Claude Giroux. So uh, now, they're in, now they're in a position where their defensemen outside of Thomas Shabbat are... A bunch of stuff. And so, yeah, it makes sense that they're calling about getting defensive help. The problem is they only have about $2.4 million <laughs> in cap space available. Uh, that's um, not going to pay for Seth Jones. That's no. not going to pay for Seth Jones, even if the Blackhawks retain salary. Still can't and afford him. On, on that side of things, the Blackhawks should not, should not be entertaining the idea of retaining salary on a Seth Jones deal because that's going to require retaining salary for about – 15,000 years uh, and it's going to muddy up their cap situation where they're expecting to have to retain salary on a Jonathan Taze and or a Patrick Cade trade uh, in season potentially retaining salary on Domi and Athanasiu maybe retaining salary on a McCabe or a Murphy trade like they're going to have the room to do that but if they were to do that for a Seth Jones deal um, that's really going to make things complicated uh when you're trying to you know make 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 the dollars work um jones has a no uh, a no movement clause as well so that's that's also a hurdle to uh to, to to get by and on ottawa's side they don't have the space or the money to 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 make that deal and and 
you know, I think when you look at it, they're probably very interested in trying to make Alex DeBrincat a long-term senator. Can't and do that with Seth Jones' contract. If you bring on Seth Jones, Term limits. he makes right. more than he makes more. <laughs> nice. Uh, Seth Jones makes more than the qualifying offer for Alex DeBrincat will be. Yeah. So the the math isn't mathing there for, for, for Ottawa. The, others, the other thing with Ottawa specifically is, if a team was like, we really want to get Seth Jones, we want to acquire him, we'll we'll get rid of some bad contracts to make the money work. For Ottawa to do that, they'd have to make their team worse. Right. Right? Because all their high contract guys, Kachuk, Giroux, uh, Debrinkit, Batherson, uh, as the forwards, you've Shabbat. got Thomas Shabbat uh, making eight. Uh, Nikita they- Zaitsev makes four and a half. All these and they guys just sh- signed Josh Norris and uh, Tim Stutzel yeah. to long-term contracts. Norris as well. is on IR, so is Stutzel. Um, but th- that's a seven point nine five for Norris, eight point three five starting next year for Stutzel. It's not possible. They're not going to move one of those deals to bring in Seth Jones right. or two because at that point, it doesn't help the Ottawa. Right. If you're looking at other teams with, you know, old like a Milan Lucic situation, right? Like. That's a decent-sized salary that you can move out. It's not going to hurt the team that badly. Right. But for Ottawa specifically, they don't even really have that as an option if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't know what Ottawa was thinking making that call. Even if the Hawks were like, yeah, let's do it, how? how do, yeah. you, I mean, what, you had to involve a third to, team. What are you going to do to make it possible? Yeah, I just, I don't know. If I'm Ottawa, why not ask about Jake McCabe? Why not ask about Connor Murphy? Sure. That that makes a lot more sense for them. It's much more doable for Ottawa. both teams. It's Ottawa. That's why. They, yeah, it could, they, be. They, <laughs> they, could be. Logic in the Ottawa Senators. They got to swing. They so got to swing big out there in, they, in Canada. Logic and the Ottawa Senators aren't aren't bedmates very often. So. Yeah. Well, um, it that's very unlikely to happen. I know it's a big sexy name out there, and Seth Jones always gets the conversation going, but uh, it's just not. Uh, I, I, that particular trade is feels very unlikely. Yeah, I don't I don't expect Seth Jones to be moved. Seth Jones isn't going anywhere. Yeah, and if no. you do find somebody that says we want to take on the whole contract, you you make up you you go for it. You yeah. you fax the NHL those papers before they change their mind. And that's not it. a slant a a, a a a shot at Seth Jones. I'm a big Seth Jones fan, but you can clear that contract. I'm okay with that. Yeah, no Great. doubt. All right, want to let everybody know uh, the Combat Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Comet offers a wide array of incentives on light, light. I keep wanting to say lightning on lighting and other <laughs> efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor, outdoor lighting, and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz now to start saving money and energy and to start a project contact them at 855-433-2700 for more info email business ee at comed.com or public sector ee at comed.com 
And if you're saving money on your energy bill, you can turn that around and spend it on some tickets through Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sporting events, concerts, shows, whatever event you want to get a ticket to, you can get it through Game Time. If you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought possible, maybe the 50-yard line at a Bears game or right on the ice for the Blackhawks, they make it possible at with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you never thought you could buy. Never going to find a better deal this year on Blackhawks tickets, Bears tickets, Bulls tickets. Uh, if you really want to go out and watch those teams, use the Game Time app. Save yourself some money. Get some seats to some interesting games, you yeah. can call them. Uh, created by the fans for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. And that's the big thing about Game Time is if you potentially find another uh, price that is better then on game time, if you bring it to game time and say, hey, I found this on another website, they will match that price to make sure that you're getting the best deal through them. And if you love CHGO, you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description of this show and join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best deals to all of your favorite events. Yeah, and speaking of uh, CHGO, it's a great time if you're looking for that last-minute gift for the Chicago sports fan in your life, get them a die-hard membership at allchgo.com. Really, there is a if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you know a fan of one of the pro Chicago sports teams, and uh, diff- often they can be difficult to buy for. This is a great <laughs> gift. It includes a uh, T-shirt or hat at sign up uh, and every year upon renewal. So go to allchgo.com and give one of those all-city gift memberships this holiday season, you will be the winner of the holidays with that gift because it's uh, it's really great. And, of course, even the gift memberships include the discounts on the merch, the discounts on the events, the takeovers, the tailgates, all that good stuff. And from what I understand, keep your ears and eyes open because we might be having a Blackhawks takeover coming up Ayo. very, very soon. That'll be fun. Let's go. Let's do that. So uh, yeah. keep your eye on allchgo.com and, of course, our Twitter feed, at CHGO underscore Blackhawks for all that information as it becomes available. But I would think maybe right after the holidays, we should have some kind of announcement on when that takeover will be happening. Just, so yeah. just get your, your fatigues ready, your helmets on. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Not it's going to be like when DX invaded WCW. Is, oh, no, I'm just saying for the tank, not for an insurrection ah, yeah. or anything. Oh, yeah, yes. no, we're we're yeah. not insurrecting tank, the United tank Center. Yeah, the, the, the takeover is not January 6th, I no, promise you. No. Uh, that's uh, way too soon. Not enough time to it, plan. Actually, no, it's not. No. Uh, <laughs> I like the, the, the DX not? takeover. We just yeah. Gotta get, we just got to get a mini tank and someone can stand over the... Uh, well, the the thing of, of doing Cannon. like an armed takeover, usually you have to take over something that people actually want to protect. I think if we walked up, they'd be like, please come on in. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, three more fans. Sit wherever you Ooh. want. Find our concessions. Yes. Uh, yeah, Vex, we're going to have a takeover. It's, 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 it's like the Bulls had one recently. Yeah. It's basically uh, it a, a group time. outing, a CHGO group outing to a Hawks game. Uh, more specific details coming soon, but yeah, basically hang, you'll hang out with us. Hang, hang out with us. Hang watch out. the game. We'll go to the game. Cheer we'll the opponent's goals when you have money on yep. them. <laughs> food and beverage and good times. It's a, it's a chance for the hosts, the personalities, and the fans to get together and watch watch a game live and in person at the United Center. Come see me be socially awkward in person. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Where's the corner? Jay's over there. That's where I go. Perfect. All yeah, right. It'll be a good time. 
enough hockey nonsense for a while, hey? Yeah. It's Let's been a it's been a long on. year. It is my favorite time of year. Uh, I love. Well, it's I love, a long December, and there's reasons. Oh, yeah. Counting crow is better year. than train. Beautiful. Absolutely. Sure. I agree. Sure. Uh, made a wintry mix playlist on Spotify, and uh, that is the lead song. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, you know, a little snow, a little rain, a little ice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, long December, man. That's a song that makes me want to grab the razor blades and sleeping pills. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a yeah. It's not the. It's most not a happy upbeat. song at no, all. No, it is it's a happy uh, holiday song. But you know what? There's a lot of days where those are the types of songs that get me through the day. Yo, yeah, sad sure. songs bring me more joy than anything. Absolutely, yeah, that works. All right, let's get That's to a good our lead into our holiday song. So yeah. here's what we're gonna do. Tis yeah. sad, sad songs are the best. Tis the season. <laughs> sad songs. They say so much. A wise man once said that. Um, all right, so we're going to do this. Uh, we're going to do what? Five picks each? Five picks. We're going to do a snake draft. Snake draft. We got to figure out the now, order. Now, as I'm always I'm always uh, told that I'm rigging the thing. I get the first pick all the time. Yeah, go to go to spinthewheelofj.com. Yeah, so <laughs> we're going to let Lawrence determine the draft order somehow. Oh, we are? Yeah, you're uh, going to do it. Okay, that's an interesting See, I always thought. get the, How about this? Since I Tell me if this is fair. Since I always have to go first for the four star of the game, why don't I go last for the song draft? Oh, you see, oh, he you wants that. See, you you want to do that, reverse you order? That, you like think that that's pick. fair, but right, then we'll you get the, the double pick. pick. But then the you get the pick. double pick. All right. It's three It's three, It's three. three categories. <laughs> What's the fair way to do this? Uh, I just put heads uh, above things, and we'll go from there. <laughs> okay. So let's see. Uh, oh. Mario, All right. Craig. I get the middle. All right. All right, good. How about That's that? That's it. That There's fine? your order. Wonderful. Fine. Right. Grand. Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> we did it. Works for me. All right, Greg. No yelling on the bus. You're on the clock. You, get, right. the first, uh, you get the first Christmas well, I'm gonna song. I'm going to pick uh, a song. My fa- All right. What, should we explain? Yeah, we're going to pick a song, and when you pick the song, you, you, are, you are now in ownership of... All those versions. Every version. But you. But we're going to like say what our favorite versions of this. So I can't be like, I want the Bing Crosby White Christmas, and the next pick you go, I want the Elvis White Christmas or whatever. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. you pick a song, you are the owner of all those oh, versions. So, so ASCAP, the, uh, the according, the, you know, the ones <laughs> who, well, they own all the songs, and you can't ever play them on these podcasts mm. or you get sued. Well, we can hum them. Okay. So you, maybe we'll, maybe what we I'll own, do we after all the show them. is okay. I, I, will, uh, I will go into Spotify Christmas I will karaoke. build this playlist we and we'll go. tweet it oh, out so people fun. can download there it. Go. Yeah, there you go. That's a great idea. All right. Here Wonderful idea. is my... F- I'm going number one overall. Oh. My favorite pick. Is it Mariah Carey? My favorite song is not Mariah Carey. <laughs> I'm not a religious guy at all, but I tend to enjoy the religious Christmas songs yep. better than the Santa Claus fluff songs. Non-denominational? Yes. Uh I am picking my favorite Christmas song is Oh Holy Night. Oh. I knew you that that's yours as well. We had this discussion. That's my favorite song. I really love the Josh Groban version of it. Oh, Celine Dion's yes. is really good. Uh Ella Fitzgerald has a really good version of it as well. And any I love choir versions of Christmas songs. Give me some British choirs singing holy Christmas songs and I'm in I'm in I'm in a good spot. So nice. Oh Holy Night. Now why do they have to be British? Because the they, they sing better. They do. Okay. Mm. Cheerio. Well, I hate you. All right. All right. Well, you well, do the oh, Holy Night is off the board. I will say that that was not on my big big board of songs. So I'm, uh, I'm confidently going to take my top overall song. It is the Nat King Cole version of The Christmas Song. Yes. 
Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your neck. I, I hear that song anymore. and I am <laughs> I am in a cozy lounge should've chair. Should have done the wheel of Jay. <laughs> in front of a fire with a nice robe and a Christmas tree and some snow and coming down in the background. That just puts me in the absolute Christmassy of Christmas. It is moves. a great tune. I could listen in that King Cole sing names out of the phone book. Absolutely. He's got maybe the greatest voice phone books. in all of music. I love Nat King Cole. Jay? And Whatever. Jay it seems like your Jay's top pow- picks Jay's are going in the corner <laughs> over here. I'm really upset. Hey, we could have just spun the wheel of Jay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Give me um, Christmas Time is Here uh, by the Christmas Charlie Brown Gang. Time is oh, here. Yeah, okay. that's a good one. Yeah, it's a that's, good one. So that that's that's one for me. I'm I'm so pissed. My two <laughs> favorite are off the board already. Oh, it sucks so bad. And yes, the Eric Cartman version of Oh Holy Night is a great one too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the other one I'm gonna take and see. It might not be my second favorite Christmas song, but I don't want it off the board when I come back around. Mm. So I got it's all about winning the draft, not it, so much about which song is I get. There is strategy to this. So I'm going to take Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. <laughs> nice. nice. I would have taken that maybe third round. So <laughs> that was my uh, that was on my draft board as well. All right. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. All right. Uh, my second pick now. I need a ruling on this. Okay. Because I don't think this is considered specifically a Christmas song, but I think a lot of people associate Christmas with it. So I'm going to go with the song is titled Linus and Lucy. It is the theme song to Charlie Brown. It's Christmas. You hear it at Oct- you hear it for yeah. Great Pumpkin, you hear it for Thanksgiving, you hear it for Christmas, but I hear the Charlie Brown theme song, I think Christmas. No, I agree. Good. Yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas is my all-time favorite Christmas movie. It was my favorite Christmas movie as a kid. I'm 32. It is still my favorite Christmas movie. And when I'm 92, it'll still be my favorite Christmas movie. I just, I absolutely love Charlie Brown Christmas. Give me the, give me the California Raisins. That was a good special back in the day. Claymation. So, yeah, that is, that is my... My number two pick. Nothing like a nativity scene with a bunch of rotten grapes. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go a little non-traditional. I went totally traditional with the number one overall pick. I'm going second song. One of my favorite Christmas songs uh, is Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. I love that song. Well Uh, done. So I'm going Fairy Tale of New York with the second pick, and I get the swing pick. Yeah, you get the double pick. Ah. that's a tough one here because, again, I, 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 there's songs I want, but then there's songs that I'm like, well, it's probably not going to be back yeah. when I come. But uh, I say I like the religious songs better. I'm not a big fan of the Santa songs, but I'm going to go against that. I'm taking Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Santa third overall. Obviously, the best version of that is the Bruce Springsteen version. There's That's no doubt about I had that. A, I had a feeling that was going to uh, be a pick of yours. I knew that was coming. But the original is great, too. Any version of those is good. But Santa Claus is Coming to Town is number three. All right. All right I'm feeling really good about my, my, uh, my draft here and my draft board because I'm getting my top three picks Wow. right here. This is bully for you. This is a <laughs> holiday song draft. This is not just a Christmas song draft. Oh, you're just picking the dreidel song. So I am not <laughs> picking dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. But same, same religion. I am going with Adam Sandler's oh, the Hanukkah song, nice. iconic holiday song. 
that you could you can listen to at any time of year and and have some joy. Happy so. Chinooka, as um, our friend Smokey Robinson would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka. Um, yes. That's a good and, pick. And, and you know what? Happy Hanukkah to our our, yes. our friends that celebrate. Yeah, I believe it's, it's night three tonight. Third night, yes, night yeah. three. Congratulations. I don't know why I said that. All right. Uh, next up for me, I'm still bitter. Uh, I'm going with Peace on Earth slash Little Drummer Boy by Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Good one. Um, I think you probably just put Little Drummer Boy on there for, for uh, space's sake. Lawrence, trying to make your job easier. So that's just great. I love that song. Uh, and just the, the, the juxtaposition of Bing Crosby and, and, and David Bowie. Coming together for that performance and the harmonizing, and it's just a wonderful song. Two of the coolest dudes that ever walked yeah. the planet together singing. It's really great. Another great version of Little Drummer Boy. Bob Seeger has a really good version of Little Drummer Boy. Really? Yeah. I've it's, not heard that. I'll have to find that one. It's quite uh, enjoyable. All right. And my next one is going to oh, go oh, to oh, uh, oh. Dean Martin, Marshmallow World. There's a marshmallow world, and I'm hammered. <laughs> love that one. I love all things marshmallow. Oh, there you go. Especially the song. I like, do not. I don't. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard this song. To be honest, I'll you've to, heard it. I'll have to listen to the playlist. Yeah, it's it's I've good. Probably, it's a good you've, one. You've probably heard it before. All right. Uh, I will continue going just right down my draft board with my number four <laughs> pick. Uh, this one I think is. Well, I was trying uh, to say you guys suck at drafting. By the way, that's. I don't know if you've caught that. That's well, no. well, yeah. it's our draft. Um, <laughs> This one, uh, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with this one, but if you are familiar with it, uh, Bon Natale to you. Dominic the Donkey by uh, oh, Lou, Lou Monty. It's Dominic the Donkey. Super Italian uh, hey, I, Christmas I song because uh, San- the Santa's reindeers cannot go up the hills of Italy, so he needs Dominic the Donkey. All right. Shoes for Lou and a dress for Josephine. Not as mad anymore. <laughs> Not as mad as I was four seconds ago. All right, so it's up to me now. I'm going to get the last two picks of my draft here. Uh, first one I'm going to go, I'm going to do the Chipmunk song. Oh, the nice. It's, oh, okay. It's yeah. literally called the Chipmunk song. Uh, is that all, Christmas, Christmas time is yeah, here? Okay. I just want a hula hoop. Yeah, yeah that one. Uh, the Chipmunk song. And then my last song. So many good ones to choose from. Um, I'm going to go with It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. That's good. Mm. I'm gonna, that's, and then that, you can pick any version you want. I prefer those types of songs. To, like, give me any of the old-fashioned crooners, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby. It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. I'm going to wrap up my top five and close out the best draft. There you go. Very good. Well, I knew this song was going to be on Man, the board. I, I forgot that these are a lot of long-worded songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need bigger brackets, smaller font. <laughs> yeah. We need a, yeah. <laughs> we need a bigger board. Um, I knew this song was going to be available, uh, so that's why I left it to number five. But I will go right down my draft board, one through five. Uh, I'm a child of the 90s, as you guys love to point out. Yes. Um, so it comes to my advantage uh, in this draft. I am picking Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. That you will not find By someone who grew up in the 90s and yeah. early 2000s who does not love that song. What's the name of it? What? Merry Christmas, comma, Happy Holidays. Ugh. Merry Christmas. The war on Christmas with NSYNC. Merry Christmas and happy singing everybody. No. 
just you me? You won't be doing that. All right. Yep. <laughs> um, I've never heard that. I'll I've check never it out. heard that either. As, you know, as I've I gotten want, older I in my keep it that way. and more <laughs> and more uh, accepting in my age, I've so, I've gotten to like to appreciate the boy band thing a little bit. They they write some absolute bops, as the kids say. Look, I I they don't could, write them, but they perform them. I could not escape the boy band craze of the 90s i had an older sister yeah and this pick might be a little blasphemous because i was raised in a backstreet boys household but oh that is that is a holiday song christmas song that i will always listen to and always get joy out of all right very young justin timberlake good stuff jay i mean i love jt so i'm good with uh there's so many songs yeah there's a lot on the board that remain so (laughs) we we literally i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna say Let's let's each throw in a couple honorable mentions too, just to okay, if absolutely. we got some favorites that people like. <sighs> Man, Steve. all right, I'm gonna do it. The Mister or Mrs. The Irrelevant. Twelve Days of Christmas, as performed by John Denver and the Muppets. Yes, <laughs> yes, the yes. greatest Christmas album of all time. That's a great one. Uh, my aunt Joe, who is the closest thing to an elf living in the United States, <laughs> Santa's elf, my aunt Joe. The most Christmassy person I know, my godmother, my entire life, has played that record at her tree trimming party every year. (laughs) It is just ingrained in my soul. Uh, So I'm going to take the 12 Days of Christmas, the Muppets John Denver version. And my actual favorite Christmas song is from that record. It's called A Baby Just Like You. Uh, you may have you may have heard it, not I, known the name of I it. I had that CD as a kid, and yeah. would play it all the time. But just the melodies of that song, they mm. just kill me. Um, that is truly my favorite Christmas song. So that that had a chance, and the other one I was picking between was the Sinatra version of "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." Mm. Well, the original Julie one. Garland is, is pretty good too. too. Yeah. you know, I'm a little upset. None of you mentioned the name Johnny Mathis in the last 20 minutes, and that bothers me. No, we didn't. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of great ones. I love Johnny Mathis. That record is that like silky smooth synonymous voice. with Christmas for me. Yeah. It has to. You're right. You're not wrong. Oh, um, does that Muppet Christmas album? Is that the same one that has their version of? We wish you a Merry Christmas where Miss Piggy kept going, Piggy Pudding? Yep. Yeah. Okay, because I had that as a kid, too. <laughs> yes. I, had the, I had the vinyl version and of it. And what do you call is it? What do they call it where, like, you start a chorus and then they yeah, t- then uh, the next group like, starts like, it? Around. Around. Yeah. They did yeah. Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat. They do that one yes. in Around. That oh is, gosh, I'm I telling you, just a classic I might have to throw that on the old Spotify on the way home. Yeah, I haven't heard that in a long time. No Mannheim steamroller for you oh, guys? Oh, get that out of here. Oh, <laughs> I hate that. Like, ugh. My, so my I'm dad. My you know what I think of when I hear Mannheim steamroller? Um, Todd like and Margot from uh, Christmas <laughs> Vacation. Yeah. Yes. Like sitting around in their like reflective gym suits, <laughs> sipping wine and listening yeah. to Mannheim steamroller. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's just it's great for hockey game commercial break Christmas montages. Yes, that's what bam, that was created for. Bam, yeah, right. Bam, 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 here's like you know, here's a big check thrown by somebody. And man, yeah. I'm steamroller makes me think that I'm sitting in traffic by the airport. It also that's, sounds yes. like a sex act. <laughs> yes, let's be honest. Yes. Okay, yeah, get pay extra for a Mannheim steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of my honorable mentions: uh, Silver Bells is a great song. Oh yeah. Uh, <sighs> Grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> I mean that that's that's a classic. That's up there. Uh, yeah, there's so many good. So many good Christmas songs. Um, but as I said, I like the religious the religious songs, Silent Night, great stuff. But the Bing Crosby Christmas album, throw that on, and I'm mm-hmm. a happy guy. I love the old crooner versions of stuff. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. 
Um, just there's so many. I've been actually listening to a lot more Christmas music than I have in, in years past. I don't know why, yeah. but uh, you know, it's it's good stuff. Because uh, you're you're old, you're a softy now. It was on the list. Little Saint Nick was on my list. Yeah, no, I didn't draft no. it, but it was in consideration. Uh, no, yeah, I, I like no. the Bon Jovi. Yeah, version the Darlene. Wait, the Darlene Love song that probably should be somewhere. chastised by our boss. <laughs> Darling Love? Maybe, maybe Darling you guys need to have a Christmas music draft on the CHGO show. Yeah. And, and All right, sounds go. good. Darlene. Darlene Love. Darlene yeah. Love. She's Is that an artist or the name of the She's song? She's a singer. She's Why don't I know this? I probably know it. You know it. I probably know it and haven't we, heard it. We've probably it's, heard it's it. It's actually in the opening credits to uh, Gremlins, which I watched the other night. <laughs> good for you. Oh, yeah, okay. You yeah. You've heard it. Of course. Yeah. There's a lot it. of good stuff we miss. Uh, Merry yeah. Christmas, Baby is, is, a, is a classic. Yeah. Uh, Blue Christmas. And, and you this, know, I know Baby, It's Cold Outside has been canceled, um, sucks, and rightfully so. Sucks. But the version from Elf with, uh, with um, Zoe Deschanel. Yes. That's I mean... Is it because she's, she's in the shower? Does that have anything no, to do with No, I it? just think she has <laughs> such a classic style singing voice. She um, does, yeah. And I really, I don't know, I just, I think that scene in Elf is very, like, sweet in, like, his innocence of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> covers has, his eyes and then runs into the yes, stall. it has nothing to do with the fact that she's in the yeah, shower. Yeah, no. It doesn't hurt, see, baby, but it's not why. See, there's a bunch of songs that are considered Christmas songs that I don't know why. Baby, It's Cold Outside has nothing to do with Christmas. It's let it, Christmas Let it time. snow or lay tits now has nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> uh, you know, technically Jingle Bells has nothing to do with Christmas. It's just about being on a horse with some bells on it. Yeah. Like, it's, so there's a lot of songs that it's are... The, co- Winter the, Wonderland the is another time. one. Christmas yeah, time. Yeah, they're sung at Christmas the time, but they're time. not really Christmas. They're winter songs. Yeah. Yeah. My... Well, uh, What's left on my draft board here was Hark the Herald Angels Sing by one. the uh, Charlie Brown and the Peanuts Gang. Uh, you, Peanuts. We mentioned uh, Bing Crosby. Uh, Mele Kilikimaka. Mm-hmm. I like that. Oh, That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. I really like that one. a little tiki action in yeah. there. Yeah. That's how you oh. say Merry Christmas on this bright Hawaiian. It's just, uh, I cannot, I only think of Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah. Well, that. yes, Christmas Vacation. The theme song to Christmas Vacation. I, I oh, love yeah. that song. No yeah. one picked Holiday Road? <laughs> nope. Well, that's not a Christmas song. What is it? That's from that's from just regular they vacation. Just say holiday. What's the holiday? That's that's from regular it's vacation. The road. Holiday, as in going on a vacation, like a European. Vacation. Yes, a European holiday. holiday. It's got nothing you know, like a holiday. You call it's vacation, vacation holiday. Oh, Greg, holiday. Greg knows he likes the the, yeah, British, the British choirs. choirs. They yeah. would go on holiday. Well, it was the theme song for National Lampoon's European Vacation. Yeah. I also had a uh, Run Run Rudolph by Chuck Berry. It's a good one. And Let Me Sleep. It's Christmas time by Pearl Jam, which I just kind of discovered. In the last two two Christmas seasons, just kind of like, what are some other Christmas songs I've never heard before? And I came across that one, and I really like it. It's right. a good Again, one. I love Pearl Jam. They're like my favorite band ever. But Happy Christmas by John Lennon is a good one, too. Yes. I always yes, play that is. one. When are you going to tell me next that Holidays in the Sun by the Sex Pistols is not a Christmas song? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I yeah. promise you. Oh, well, that's Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. I love that song. I don't care I what know. anybody says. That song is great. You know what? I don't Fire hate that song. It is just so it's overplayed, overplayed yes. and people get so excited about it, and I'm like, cool your jets. Yeah. Because it is what not about that the, uh, Where are you guys <laughs> at on the cool Wham song? Cool your Winnipeg jets. Uh, put it, put it last Christmas? Overplayed. Eh, I, li- I like it. It's fine. I enjoy it's, it. It's it, overplayed. It's, it's fine. I've actually heard some good other versions of it that's better than the Wham version. Um Taylor okay. Swift version is better, according to Kevin K. Duck. It could content. be. Well, it could be better. 
I, I've never heard the Taylor Swift version of that or Come on, any Greg. other song. Don't pretend you hate Tay Tay. I don't hate her. I just don't know her. I don't listen to her. I'm not in her demographic, and well, I'm okay with why that. Why do you hate Taylor Swift? You know Swift what though? Right? You are now. She is. She's turned into like a you know, indie-ish, hipstery. Still no. I guess still that's not, not for me. Not for Greg. Not for me. Not okay. my cup of tea. She's in mine. You know. You know. Uh, okay. If we're talking about Christmas song recommendations, if you want a short album that really comes unexpectedly. Pull up the Bad Religion Christmas album. <laughs> it's so cool. Like it's literally a band called Bad Religion doing punk rock versions of Hark the Herald Angel Sings and other religious Christmas songs. It's fantastic. Nice. Cool. Check uh, I also recommend Pretty Paper by Willie Nelson. The entire album is wonderful. Was he talking about presents or other types of papers? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty rolling papers. Uh, yeah. Um, and where are you guys at on a McCartney song? Awful. That's the worst Christmas <laughs> so song ever. I saw someone say that that is basically like. They're truly practicing witchcraft, and then people yeah, find right like, simply meme. having a wonderful Christmas yeah, time. I've seen that. But meme. The, other, the other lyrics are about <laughs> yeah, the other things and yeah. they're sacrificing virgins, and then <laughs> nope, nope, just celebrating Christmas. In yeah, there. that's the worst Christmas song ever. It's so awful. Basically, I think what Paul McCartney did, and it, it wouldn't be as bad if it was from anybody else besides Paul McCartney. But it's like you're a freaking Beatle, and this is what you give us. I basically think he so he loves songs. He bought a synthesizer, and you know how like when you like buy a keyboard as a kid, there's that like demo mode where it plays Love by it. itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. He just pressed that button and then sang sang a yeah. song over it. Like, oh man, my I had so many hours of fun with my Yamaha 48 key. That's amazing. Uh, Stacy says, "What about Elvis's Christmas album? Yeah, Blue Christmas is great. Blue Christmas. Oh. I like his version of Here Comes Santa Claus because it's basically Elvis doing an Elvis impression during that song." <laughs> Perfect. We could have done 20 yeah, rounds on yeah, this we, and yeah, still not have been satisfied. There's so many great Christmas songs. Right, so but I'm like, do this. like whatever you guys like. I'm going to do this. I'm going to uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna get the list together. I'm going to make a Spotify playlist so you guys can jump on Spotify and just follow the playlist and listen to all of our favorite songs. I'm going to put them in the order they were drafted. So, oh, I was going to say, basically, you're just going to just copy anyone else's Christmas thing because it's just they're all the same. Oh, it's going to be our specific okay. versions. Okay. I'll even throw our honorable mentions in there at be the curated end. Curated by by us. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Well, we're back. What tomorrow night? Tomorrow. Uh, we got a post game show. Hawks and Preds. Oh, that's going to be a fun, exciting game. I Hawks, just hate the Hawks Predators. I do too. Can I bet on the Predators to score first and win? You can. It, it'll ease your pain. Yeah. So we're thinking that's like okay. No, no, no judgment if you're trying to make money. No, no, no I'm just Peter Morazic starting. Go for it. Okay. Oh I'm yeah, in. you're nice. <laughs> free money. All right. Um, so join us post game. Uh, reminder: those holiday gifts, all chgo.com. Give the sports fan in your life a all city diehard membership. Uh, go to chgolocker.com to stock up on merch. Everything I ordered has arrived. I'm good to go. My hostess shirt came today. Perfect. Uh, I got my varsity hoodies. Got everything good to go right in time for Christmas. So thanks to everybody in Denver who handles all the shipping. Uh, great job getting everything to arrive on time. And uh, we appreciate that. But chgolocker.com for all your merch needs. And remember, diehards save 20% on all CHGO merch. We'll talk to you tomorrow night after Hawks and Preds on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.